whenever this first reading was read in a parish, and I used to work and live in Washington, D.C., um, there would be a number of elbows showing up. Husband would say to wife, remember. And of course, there was the other side to it. And then once the reading is unpacked, the other elbows yoke up to the husbands. Do you know why? Because there's two things here. First of all, St. Paul is asking us to think, to understand things in a way God does. And, uh, and then secondly, is that he's calling us to a deeper holiness. And so it is in light of this type of a reflection, in this type of teaching, that we are to read this reading. So St. Paul says, brothers and sisters, be subordinate to one another out of reverence for Christ. So first of all, it's a gener generic principle to be subordinate, to listen, to hear, to understand. You know what I found out, being a priest for a long time, I found out that the most difficult things in terms of um, problems in relationships is that people don't really listen to each other. I found out there was a lady who used to come once a year for confession, and she still does, but not as often. And she says, I want to make sure that you give me one hour before I show up. And I said, is there something more complex now? No, she says, no, I just want you to listen to me. So to listen for not just five minutes or 10 minutes or 15, I need an hour. And, you know, I'm not speaking of the nature of confessions, but the desire to share the many sometimes details of what took place. I used to complain when my mother would ask me, what happened in school? I said, nothing. <laughs> and I said, you go to my sister. She'll tell you all the details what happened. I couldn't recall. I wouldn't even know. I, wouldn't, I was not aware. I mean, teacher taught, we played sports, whatever, nothing else happened. It was the same thing. But my sister would have plenty to speak about, and they would talk for quite a bit, a long time sometimes, and she would see many things which I didn't see. I'm not too sure if I'm just one of those kind of blind males, but the fact is that it is true what priesthood taught me is, is to be more attentive, to not to resolve issues, which sometimes there might be one quick solution, but it's not the solutions, the path by which one shares one's life. And sharing is important. Sharing because a person shares that which touches deeply. That person shares their life their happiness or maybe lack of happiness or misery. This type of sharing is so important. And so when today we hear St. Paul says, and I'll start off with the second portion, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved his church. Offer your life for your wife. 
offer your whole everything, everything that you are for the good, for the blessing of a wife. If that were to be the case, would wife not wish to listen to him? And so there's St. Paul. That's all he wants to do. He wants to make sure that there's this type of communion of persons. St. John Paul II was quite famous in, in, in his whole theology of the body and what is called the complementarity of the woman and man in relationship. And it's not, we're not talking about only the physical components, but it's the, it's the heart, it's the mind, it's the very being. It's the, the way the, these two people become one. This is that great mystery which St. Paul speaks about, the great mystery of a Christian marriage, Christian wedding, where there's, out of love for Christ, there's this deep and profound love for one another, out of love for Christ and with his power, we're able to overcome the differences and brokenness, whatever it may be. With his power, we are able to let go and to be, to enter this, this communion of persons, as John Paul speak would speak, communio personarum. Because that's when that mystery is manifested. This is why Jesus said, that the relationship between Christ and us, the body, is that of a relationship between husband and wife. And he compares this type of relationship, this union of the heart, this great, great profound respect for one another, for one another's way of being, for the emotions and lack of emotions, or whatever it is, exaggerated emotions, whatever it may be, or for quick solutions we don't seem to resolve much because it kind of cuts through the process. You remember when, I don't know if, I'm not too sure if math is taught in the same way, but the teacher was more interested in how did you resolve the math problem than the solution? Because the solution could be in the back of the book, but the process would say, did you re do you really wanna know, do you really understand the way to arrive at such things, how to resolve issues, the path, the process? I think the invitation today for us is an invitation to a kind of deeper reflection. What is the Lord is saying to us? The great mystery. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. What are the obstacles to unity of a marriage? Marriage, marriage. I happen to, you know, counsel before marriage, this couple, and I ask one wrong question. If you had extra money, what would you do with it? And immediately, issues came up. They'd never talked about it. And they had very divergent views, and they were clinging to their own, yeah, this is what I would wish to do. And, 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 and we didn't complete the the whole investigation, I said, you gotta talk to each other someplace and kind of iron these things out because I'm not too sure if you're ready for this marriage because they were quite emotional, quite, you know, stick to it too much and which would break the marriage apart very quickly. The second aspect today is the invitation by the Lord 
to realize through these parables that uh, God's gift to us may seem very small, a gift of faith, a gift of this moment, maybe a gift of a deeper realization, understanding of what the Lord is asking us to do, maybe just a small moment, but it's like a seed that goes there and goes and something happens to us. The Lord wants us to, re to rely on him, to rely on his mercy. That's why he's not afraid of sin, because he can overcome sin with every confession, because he already has died for us. He's not afraid of sin of weakness. He is afraid of us choosing not to follow him and giving a good rational argument that this is not, I don't want to go in that direction, because then we dismiss the, the incredible gift that God gives to those who follow him, who are open to him, who wish to listen to him. I remember this gentleman who's producing movies with wonderful Catholic teaching. And I said to him, I asked him, he says, how did you get involved with this? You know, there's lots of other things. Why would you get involved with this? And he says, you know, when I was in my 20s, after college, I was going through a rough period. So what I did is somebody invited me to consecrate myself to Our Lady. So I did. And then I frankly basically forgot about it. And I went along and my life seemed to have gotten better and whatever. And he didn't think about it. Then much, much later in his life, something began to nudge him and, and inspire him and move him. So finally he began to do this work. And he says, you know, to me, I think it was that consecration I made because there's no other way I could have rediscovered my own mission and, and, and desire. Small things like a mustard seed or like little, you know, yeast that can transform a batch of, of flour, make it rise and make it palatable and you can bake it because with those little air holes are essential for it to bake. I tried to bake once and I put too much hot water and it killed the yeast. And so my bread was not the same. The crust was beautiful, the bottom was beautiful, and the dough was doughy as much as it is. So I, I, I didn't want to cook anymore, I would bake anymore. But the fact is this, because I killed that, that seed, I killed that yeast. What is that yeast that God is giving us today? What is that gift? A deeper realization of who we are as people, deeper realization of who we are as sons and daughter of God. Is it giving us something maybe that I shouldn't be as, as inattentive to my husband or wife? Disrespectful in some ways because I'm not really open to hearing the deeper levels of one's concerns and one's life. What is it? Is it that I may more often come and receive the Eucharist? Or is it perhaps I haven't been to sacrament of confession for a while and I'm not as, as, as sensitive or attentive to, to the voice of God, to his inspirations? Or is some particular attachment to particular sin that seems to be blocking me from growing closer to God? 
What is that seed today the Lord is inviting us to receive and welcome that will be able to transform us to a deeper degree? Isn't God's word wonderful? <laughs> he is always inviting us. He's always speaking to us. He's always wishing that we would embrace everything that he has ever prepared for us, that we would not just lose things, but that we will welcome. I remember children, and I came from the States. I brought a lot of candies, and I had nieces and nephews, and all of them extended like a hand, you know, so I can put some, some things there. I had a variety of things. And my little niece had a tiny hand. I could only put like two, two, two things into one. But she was very smart. What she did is she took her T-shirt and she created a big pouch. <laughs> I couldn't fill that pouch, <laughs> but she got a lot more than everybody else with their big hands. So I think that perhaps this was the inspiration for today, allowing ourselves to take and creating a big pouch so that we may receive grace that is beyond us, beyond our ability to even understand. And yet that grace will produce within us true holiness, will over, allow us to overcome all kinds of blocks or maybe, you know, stumbling blocks in relationship that will enable us to be more conscious of our mission, what we are to do today, every day, how to allow this grace to make us sons and daughters of God destined for glory and how we can share this grace with those who are in need. God will provide. The Holy Spirit has been given to us. The Word of God has touched our hearts and is touching our hearts. And Jesus himself who comes to us will make sure that we are not by ourselves. He is with us. And he will complete anything that we lack because for those who love him, he will give him the grace to fulfill his will, which is eternal happiness in the kingdom to come. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. 
That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.